Genre. Here we go. We're going. We're going. Okay. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. podcast that's overanalyzing the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we are wrapping up the week with our good friends Eric and Travis from Watchmen Minute. Welcome back, you guys. Thanks for having us. Hey, good to be back. Thanks for being here all week. I'm so delighted. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Today, today, we are wrapping up this this week with Minute 125, which starts with a very angry Ron and ends with Wax Hermione. I, I, I'm glad we get a little bit more Hermione. I, I had decried earlier that we wouldn't actually see Emma Watson again till the end of the movie. And that is still true, but we do get a little bit of Hermione today. Uh, so we'll talk about her then when we get there. But first, uh, they get on the car and Hag- uh, and and before. OK, so before we went into the forest. A week ago. It's only been like a little over... Was it? God. Actually, didn't the fall of the spiders line from Hagrid happen two weeks ago today? Hmm. Two weeks ago, Hagrid said to an empty room, if anyone is looking for some stuff, (laughs) then all they'd have to do is follow the spiders. And Harry was like, you know what? I'm gonna do that. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm gonna do. And so now that they're back and they're safe, and they're free from the spiders, Ron, Ron is so mad. (laughs) Follow the spiders! (laughs) If Hagrid ever gets out of Azkaban, I'll kill him, he says. And it's just like, oh, Rupert Grant, he's so mad, and it's so satisfying. Like, Ron's, uh, Ron, I think, has a reason to be angry here. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, like, this is your friend you sent this to go talk to him, and then they tried to kill us. Yeah, I trusted, you're my friend, and I trusted you, and you sent me to go meet this other person, and they tried to let their family eat me. A spider had him by the throat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I love indignant, angry Ron here. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. satisfying. Yeah. He, just, he just mad dogs Hagger when he gets back. Like, nah, screw that guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm still mad. <laughs> uh, we should, you know, at the, at, be really great. That, and he's, like, Hagrid comes back and Harry claps and everybody, like, does the standing Ron, ovation and Ron just crosses his arms. Like, mm, no. <laughs> I'm still I, mad. I'm still mad. <laughs> still bitter. <laughs> oh, does Ron ever get to, like, does Ron ever actually tell Hagrid how much he disliked this trip <laughs> we, we don't we don't see it but it's like he, just he, so you know last down. year we took your advice and followed the spiders <laughs> and Hagrid it was horrible <laughs> don't ever do that again yeah. <gasps> yeah, I have never don't taken ever your send children ever. into the forbidden forest to meet your no. giant spider <laughs> 
no. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, what if they would have died? I mean. You would have felt pretty damn awful, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, See, wait. the first time a child died and Haggard got framed for it and he was wrong. <laughs> this one would have been right. This time it would have actually been his fault. But then would any, Harry would have survived. It would have just been Ron. Would anyone have ever known? Mm. I don't know. Harry and Ron just disappeared one night. They snuck out of their dorm room and no one ever saw them again. Nope. Hagrid yeah. would know. Yeah. Hagrid would be the person to... No, Dumbledore would also suspect, I think, because he, like, even though they were under the invisibility cloak, he, like, looks at them. Oh, yeah. Because he's yeah. Hagrid... Or, yeah. no, because he's Dumbledore and can do that. He can see him, yeah. So, like, Hagrid would know for sure, oh, I sent them to follow the spiders and they didn't come back. <laughs> but no one else would know. <laughs> yeah. That's not... That's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. I think uh, Ron totally says Askabab when, <laughs> when he's yelling about Hagrid. <laughs> he's so mad, he can't even speak right. Yeah. Which I get. I mean, it could be like a take where, I mean, to, to Rupert Grint, you know, this is just a weird, you know, funny sounding word <laughs> that he's supposed to deliver while, you know, being angry. So, well, very yeah. angry. I could, I could understand if he gets the word wrong, but I, I, I think he says Askabab. Askabab. I, I, I replayed it a couple of times, and I 100% hear Askabab. Askabab. It's great. But he's just so, and like, that's the thing, is like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like, he's so, he's so fueled with this, like, fury right now. It's like when you're so he's upset, not even you're, gonna st- you're trying to get something out, and you start stuttering, yeah. or, uh-huh. or, you know, mad. don't correct me, you know what I meant. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. you just, ugh, you just can't get it out, because you're I, just so I, mad. I, the, the way he delivers this, like, this whole thing is so good, but I, I love the, like, if he ever gets out of Azkaban, I'll kill him. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a little bit of a breath there, and it's just, like, because, like, he, like, he thought of this on the spot. Like, I don't know what I'll... I'll kill him. I'll just like, kill him. That's it. Like, straight up. Oh, he's so mad. He's so mad. They just land in front of Hagrid's hut. The car knew where to go. No. How would it know when Hagrid's the car, hut? <laughs> when the car lifted up off the ground, was Ron still in control of where it was going? Because... Last time the car flew above Hogwarts grounds, it did its own thing, mm-hmm. and it crashed into the tree. Was it Ron's choice to land that hard in front of Hagrid's hut, or was the car just like, we need to get away from these spiders, and it like it lifts up until it breaks and, the edge of the forest, ugh. and then it just crashes again, because like it doesn't it's have dying. the strength. Yeah, yeah I think like the car... dying. This makes me sad. Yeah. The, the car like drives away from the boys... And it wasn't until we were recording tonight that I thought, like, I think the car's going off to the forest to die. It's like clunking. It's Could like be. It yeah, maybe it, it, it's not doing well. Yeah. And it, we're not going to see it again. No. Oh. It had just enough strength to to get the boys out and. <sighs> it saved the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then went off to die. Oh. Pl- plants and animals are gonna like make homes within its. <laughs> Oh, you don't know. It'll be part of the ecosystem. I like this. The the forest starts to like take over the car again. There's like roots start growing. Oh, that's that's been done. Like that's been done in American Pickers. Been shown. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That happens for sure. I'm I'm 
Uh, I'm into this. That that same canyon I mentioned, there's a car down in that canyon that's really? been there for I don't know how long. It's an old, old, old truck. But uh-huh. it's so old it has like those those funky like wheel wells and oh. like it's it's pretty damn old. Who knows how long it's been there. Uh my husband who's from the area, like he grew up in the area, says that 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 truck's been there like even when he was a kid going down there wow. to screw so with things. Wow, so like decades, just decades. Yeah. And it's just part of nature. Now. Nature now. Uh. Plants growing through it and that kind of things. That's that's what's going to happen to the Port Anglia. I I think I feel better about that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being like reclaimed helps. by nature, I think yeah. is a little, it's, it's, it's a nicer image than it just like rusting, rusting away. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel like the forest in of itself is alive enough that. Oh, it's sure. It's just gonna, it's just gonna incorporate it. Sure. That's interesting. Oh, this poor car. I, I love this car. <laughs> this is it. There it goes, it's clunking and one, of its, one of its back Anglia. one of its back lights, tail lights don't work. Uh uh-huh. oh, yeah. Even the even the like back bumper looks like it's like falling off on one side. Hey, I'm surprised that one light works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's oh, trying. It's. Uh, Ron's still so mad though. <laughs> he doesn't. Like, he's watching it leave, but he's still being about uh-huh. like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, what was the point of us going in there? Uh, maybe you were paying attention, what Ron, but Harry out? got some information. We found out that Hagrid was innocent, and that he's and that he's not the monster. Yeah, Aragog's not the monster. Yeah, I like that Harry kind of, you know, realizes what they've learned. You know, without it, it wasn't, you know, blatantly obvious. But yeah, I like that he can put that together at least. Yeah. Well, he hurt. Yeah, because Hagrid, Hagrid last week. When uh, Harry mentions that like there were attacks up at the school and and they think that Hagrid did it just like it happened fifty years ago and <laughs> Aragog was just like that's a lie that's a lie he was so just like defensive of Hagrid like he was Hag- yeah so we learned that Hagrid did not open the Chamber of Secrets yep and that Aragog is not the monster and Aragog this giant spider is not the monster no <laughs> so. <laughs> so the revel so so what we've learned is that what Harry learned from the diary was false. Yes. From a certain point of view. From a certain point of yeah. view. Because, <laughs> yes. I mean what he learned in the in that flashback was it, happened, it was but truthful. It just he was viewing it from a different perspective. Uh, yeah. He didn't know the truth of Tom Riddle. Right. Uh oh. We'll get to him later, but... Yeah. Oh, man. Hagrid was innocent! Yes. We knew it all along. He said he said to, to fudge at doubles last week, like, a couple weeks ago, like, I, you know I never... Like, yeah, it's like they know, but they yeah. can't act like they know. I don't... It's weird. They the, can't treat them The like Hagrid situation with, like, this whole movie is just weird. It's crappy, and I think a lot of it actually it's, it's again it brings a lot of that prejudice again because this movie has a lot of prejudice. It's the whole mud blood thing, but I think it's also the start of like learning that like people treat Hagrid crappy because he's ha- have yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah, and that's where that came from. Of course, we're gonna think like you did this horrible thing because you're half giant. Yeah, it's it's so much easier for us to listen to the golden boy Tom Riddle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. 
I love Hagrid so much. He doesn't deserve to be at Azkaban. And yeah. we learn Not more about Azkaban next or year. Azkaban. It makes me so much sad. <laughs> <laughs> makes me so sad to know yeah. that like he's going to spend the next I mean it's a it's probably like at least a few weeks, right? Right. I don't actually know how much time elapses between now Maybe and the end of the movie. Maybe it's a couple days. Maybe he's in that holding portion before you actually go into Azkaban. He's not actually in Azkaban. He's mm. at like the the like a holding wizarding processing county center. jail. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I, maybe some kind of. Maybe. I don't know what the law jail. enforcement situation in the wizarding world is. <laughs> Who the hell knows? Everyone just gets thrown in Azkaban. I know, it's terrible. It's like, oh, I stole a loaf of bread. You go into Azkaban. It's like, I murdered 30 people. I mean, Azkaban... You also go to Azkaban. Azkaban is is the the wizard equivalent of, like... um, Why am I forgetting the name of this freaking... Alcatraz? Yeah. Alcatraz. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's magic Alcatraz. It's magic Alcatraz. And it's it's surrounded by but, water and it's surrounded by by demons that literally suck your soul out of your mouth. Like yeah. not okay. But I feel like it it's a harsh punishment for people who didn't do things that weren't so bad. Yeah. Hagrid does not deserve this the way that like Bellatrix Lestrange does. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I said, there's a big difference between like shoplifting and Hagrid got killing framed a bunch of people. for accidentally murdering a child fifty years ago. Azkaban, but like she like literally tortured people. She really did. Like there's, I'm pretty sure there's at least evidence enough to prove a little uh-huh. that she did. No doubt. But, but you like, have no proof that like Hagrid actually like what? killed. Hagrid this girl. has no connection with what's happening now. Yeah, but yeah, he no. gets taken uh-huh. to Azkaban for what happened fifty years ago. Because of a record. Yeah, it's so dumb. It's like he's still on probation. It makes me so mad. Yeah. He was on probation, and they're like, nope, sorry, you went against your probation. Aww. <laughs> they took him in. Aww. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. That's a long probation. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so he was innocent. We have this revelation. Yes. And then we get the classic, like, Time is passing transition yes, in Harry look Potter. At this. Yes. I assume sunrise? Sunrise. Yeah, yeah, because it'd be the yeah. next morning. Is this the next? Yeah, it's, it's the sunrise over the castle. Yeah, no, the the problem that I I would also assume that this is the next morning, but it is so hard to make assumptions like that because it could be several mornings. These later. transitions happen all the time in this movie, and sometimes like months go by. Yeah, yeah. and you don't even know until like you that's put context true. in there. So it's like this, I, don't know. I would assume that this is the next morning, and if that's the case, then like. Maybe Hagrid doesn't even make it to Azkaban, right? Like, because because I think that, like, I don't think we see another time-passing, like, sequence like this right, like, until this is, the movie's over. Yeah. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is this the is, last day. Right, right. I guess. Because hmm. they're going to get some information next week, and then we're going to then we're gonna enter the chamber the week after yeah. that. Um. This really creepy wax doll Hermione in her petrified state. It looks really good because I was at first wondering, you know, I, at first first viewing, I just thought, oh, that's just her laying there and she's like, doing this thing. Very you know, still. Just, yeah, just being still. Um, uh-huh. But then it's like as you as you watch it, like her arm never moves and then. I, at first, I was like, "Oh, how did they, you know, manage to pull that off?" Because yeah. her hand looks real. Like, 
it's this is an amazing you know it's so well done yeah it's it's interesting because like they they definitely like make a point to accentuate like it's funny you say that the hands look so real because I, I think that that's the point that they like really lingered on a little bit because when um harry finds the petrified body of justin fitch fletchley earlier in this movie and then when hermione gets petrified um the first thing harry does is like he kind of like touches their hands hmm. and it's a sort of like it's this very delicate like just a way for him to connect to this person that he knows but it would be so easy to do that in a way that looks too stiff or too um i don't want to say inhuman necessarily but like even though this is he's just acting against like a wax replica like there's there her she's colored to look like she still has warmth in her oh sure yeah, because she's not dead. Yeah, it's like she's like flat. We, we made a joke about Flash Frozen a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like that's the thing. Is like she saw this thing and then she's like, that's it. Like just, f- and it's not, it's not petrified like Medusa turning you to stone. Right. It was like you're frozen in time. Yeah, yeah. you're just. Uh, oh, what's it, the... Is it magically induced? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, the the, she the actual saw monster. The monster. Uh-huh. Yeah, and the actual became... monster in the chamber. Um, the if you see it, if you lock eyes with it, like it's an instant death. I think is how they like do. It never happens in this movie. Well, it it, it happens to someone tangentially related to this uh-huh. movie. I suppose it doesn't happen in the movie directly. Yeah, but everyone who gets petrified saw the the monster through. Like Something. a different means, yeah, like through a camera, or whatever. The, in the reflection, but she saw it in the reflection in a mirror. Like they found her with a mirror in her hand. They've done like a reflection in like a pool of water, and it and it froze her. It petrified her. But like, it, it's definitely we've we've talked about like what would happen if like, like would would she shat if Harry like pulled too hard on mm-hmm. her hand? Could she like break a finger off? Like like how? What or is this? Is it gonna snap? I definitely think it's like a temporal thing. Like, I think that they're just, like, still. Like, they've stopped moving. Like. Yeah. I it's, I don't know. It's weird. The petrification is interesting to me, but. but I, I'm I, curious. Yeah, I don't like, think they would what, shatter. What happens to them? Is she aware of anything? I don't Have think we... so. I think when they wake up, it's like, like, like they blinked and time okay. around them shifted. Like, I, I. Maybe it's kind of groggy waking up, but I don't think that she's aware of what's happening now. Okay. Right? Like, they're sitting here with her, but I don't think it's like a, like a, they talk about, like, coma patients maybe being, like, aware of what's going on in the room with them. I don't, I don't get the impression that that's the case. That, like, her body froze, but she's still, like, aware and just locked inside of it. That's horrifying. I hope oh, yeah. that's not the case. Yeah. Um, we don't actually see like what it's like for any of these people coming to. Okay. I couldn't remember how, you know, I, for the longest time, I always forgot that Hermione basically isn't in the last, you know, act of this movie. Um, yeah. Once she's petrified. So I always tend to forget that she doesn't go on this, this, you know, adventure with them. Yeah. Um, it happens really quick. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, she's she's really been out of the movie since the polyjuice potion 
happened. Oh, yeah. Um, which is like over a half hour ago now at this point, Man. I think. Yeah, it's like a half. It was like minute 90 something. So we get we get more than an hour of this movie without Hermione, really. Wow. And it's it's kind of rough. It's it's weird not having her to like lean on. Yeah. Um, and like the boys feel it, too. Like they're here at her side because like they don't know what to do. And uh, they've said a couple times already, like, what would we do without Hermione? Like Ron will say it again in later movies, like we won't make it without Hermione. Yeah. And like you definitely feel the loss of her in this movie, and I think that it's as much as I as I as I hate not having her around, like it definitely makes the boys have to like step up their game a little bit. Hmm. It's interesting because I, you know, obviously doing my notes before uh, we recorded, uh, my next kind of bit was about how odd I thought it was that Harry says that he wishes you were. She, says i wish you were here and it it felt very odd to me but now kind of here like now that we've been talking about it i i don't necessarily feel that way anymore because initially i thought it would be weird like if you were sitting bedside with someone you know at a hospital who had had a coma you wouldn't say i wish you were here you'd say I wish you'd wake up or yeah. you, you treat the person as they are still there with you because you you want them to be with you and that kind of thing. And for some reason, this struck me as very odd with the, you know, because they're it, sitting next to her body and uh-huh. speaking as if she's not there. Um, yeah. And, and I think that it's just, I think that intonation is definitely just like a, I don't think they think that she can hear them. Right. I think there's a difference. There's a, I think that there's definitely a difference between like the, the, the coma patient who's unconscious, but is like, is breathe. There are signs of life, right? They're breathing. Their heart beats. There's like, yeah, there's a heartbeat. There's breathing. I, I yeah. think that she's just, frozen like her eyes are even she she doesn't blink she doesn't eat or drink she doesn't breathe even with i don't think her heart beats even with someone who's like unconscious you can or who is there are signs of life you can even like close their eyes Uh i don't think you could go physically up to her eyes and close them i don't think they'll close i i think she's just literally frozen it's there's a do you think she's hard to the touch like as if you're petrified harry touches her fingers uh earlier in the movie yeah, and there's no give yeah maybe that's yeah. why he touches it because it's hard like she he is does petrified. the same thing yeah he does the same thing to justin remember when he's laying on the ground uh just kind of touches his fingers like like what's happening here um yeah, I, I imagine there's no. I, I think she would be very solid, very hard to the touch because I don't think, like, her skin. You know, our when you touch your hand, yeah, you know, it moves because there's fatty tissues and stuff like that, and your skin moves. And I don't think that in this state she's going to her skin yeah. is going to yeah. have any give. So yeah, I think she would be nearly like a rock i guess Mm -hmm. and i think i think that's the thing is like like when you're when you're sitting next to someone 
who's been petrified the way that Hermione has, I think it's 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 very it's very easy to like remove that person it's like or what you it is like they're gone. Yeah, because because this this frozen thing laying here doesn't display any signs of life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even really think about it until we started Not talking about it today, but like like yeah, like I don't think she's breathing. No, yeah, there's, I agree. There's there's yeah. no rise and fall uh-huh. in her chest. And and that's interesting. Like the 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 magic of the 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 monster in the chamber, this petrified state that she and the other students have been put in is to such a degree Yeah, it's gotta be that they're just like plucked from time in a way it's, it's yeah. like she is stone without actually like doing the corny thing and like being physically stone. turning to stone but like she looking feels like, like stone. Uh, again petrified real it's amazing that they can come back hard. from this yeah no it is like that's the thing where well, is that's, yeah and that's why you have to take it as being magical and and yeah you know there's there's you say there's no sign of life yet there's no also no sign of like decomposition Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they're it's, just, it's a very, just a very hugely solid. magical thing that. Yeah. It's like they're not alive. They're not uh-huh. dead. They're kind yeah. of in between. That, I think that that's why I think that like when they come to, it might be like a groggy awakening, mm-hmm. like a what happened. Yeah. But I don't think that there's any sense of time passing. No, it was just like one minute this was happening, and the next minute also, I woke up. Also, I feel like here's another reason why like these like time transitions are weird to me because we every time we have time pass it's just like let's cut outside to hogwarts and then cut back in yeah and it doesn't really show like how long it's been but the reactions they have here the way that they're like holding themselves around her here doesn't feel like this happened yesterday Mm. but we we saw but if we go back like a half hour, 20 minutes in the movie harry was going to quidditch they were they had a game mm-hmm. they were going to mm-hmm. and it got canceled mcgonagall came to them it was like right. there's something you boys need to see and it's the petrified body of hermione mm-hmm. and then they go to the common room and and they're told the new rules like you're not gonna walk around without any without uh, uh teacher supervision you're not gonna like go to classes on your own like Everyone has to curfews at this time because like something dangerous is in the school. And so that night they sneak out and they find Aragog and then they come here the next morning. Like this does not feel like the next day. No. Sure. It just occurred to me and kind of scrubbing back and forth in this section. um, Yeah. There has to be something significant about Harry's uh, changing out the flowers. And that yeah, might be uh-huh. the you know that's that's indicating some passage of time. That's how long time. she's been there. That's interesting. I didn't uh, even like think about that. Part she was there of it, long enough yes. that these flowers died. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely been like a days. Few days. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. And then like I don't I don't know. That's very sweet that he's changing out the flowers for her. I know. That's like aw. That's cute. okay. Wait, I have a question. Where are they? His flowers? Yeah. Where did these flowers come from? Is he just replacing flowers that he's giving her? Did he go pick pick these flowers from the herbology like greenhouses, or did he like find them somewhere him, on the grounds? Did him, he pluck them? One him by and Ron one? went down to the herbology together. It's like Professor Sprout, Hermione. Oh, in that's the so cute. Wing. 
We want to put some flowers by her bed. What are some good flowers that we should put? Oh, that's yeah. so cute. <laughs> and it's like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> it's all it's always cute. These boys are just so so they're like so worried and concerned they're for so their friend. They're so concerned for Hermione and it makes me happy. <laughs> it's wholesome. Guys, this is wholesome. Yeah. So going back to her being <laughs> in this petrified, you know, this solid state. Yeah. It, is she bulletproof right now? <laughs> Whoa. <gasps> uh, Can anything break her skin right now? I don't know. I definitely said earlier, like, in this podcast that I think that, like, I don't think Hermione would shatter if you dropped her. Right. But she's also hard to the touch. She's all, I don't know. I, I'm almost curious, wondering if she's impervious right now. Like, is it, could they use her as a shield? Use her, you know, yeah, like, well, this is like, use her as a shield. <laughs> Harry just drags Hermione to the chamber with him when he has to go fight the basilisk. He's just holding her out. Oh, it's so bad. That's, That's so terrible. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think, like, if you shot Hermione. Not that, mad, no, not that see, wizards have thing. guns. No, he, but, this, you this, know. this is the thing. This is the thing. I was going to say, like, if you were to cast a, like, curse at Hermione or a spell at Hermione, you could do the, like, that effect of the magic, like, warping around her. Like, it's not actually affecting her. Yeah. But, like, a bullet impact is a solid thing. <laughs> and, at, like, at, a, at a really fast trajectory. But I don't... I. I don't know that she would, like, you know when you, but in movies when they, like, shoot, like, like bulletproof glass and it, like, starts to crack yeah. a little bit. Or, like, you shoot, like, something solid and it, like, there's still give. It has to dent or something. Like, this, Hermione is the immovable object. Right, here. yeah. So is she gonna have, get a dent? Or no. Is, no, nothing? No. I think, I think, I think nothing would happen. There's, like, a, like, a. Something dropped. Uh, there's like a, uh, like a maybe there's like a like a barrier around her. You know when you see in like a like a sci-fi anime or something, someone has like a shield that's yeah. like you force shoot field. them, and then all of a sudden the force field like the blue kind of tint around their skin kind of yeah. Deal. It's it's so yeah. close to them that yeah. like yeah. it's 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 like I think that like I would say that a hundred percent like. I think that that would be kind of the effect if someone cast a spell at them. But, like, shooting her is so different. I don't know. I don't know. Like, an, like a high-trajectory impact is different than, like, a curse. Right? Or I mean, a like, jinx. Like, execution style, if you had a gun to her head. Like, I... <laughs> I think the gun would explode in your hands like really? Bugs Bunny style. Oh no! I don't think it would work. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, think it would I work. I think she's, I think she's bulletproof right now. Well, I don't think you'd so start you... off with that though. You you do the uh, what was at the end of um, uh, Superman Returns? I think. Yeah, there you go. The needle, <laughs> yeah. the needle yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, right. really small and, and work your way not really up. that dangerous to to her. <laughs> you go yeah. to poke, you go to poke her with the needle and yeah. it just bends because yeah, it can't yeah. embed right. into that. Ooh, that's interesting. I think it's like, and I think it's like a really, really close thing, right? It's like that. Um, you talk about like the the. Mm, I'm trying to think of the 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 phrasing I want for this. 
the sort of atomic level, right? Like there's the space between atoms. You press your fingers together and you feel them pressed together. But like if you were to zoom in to the atomic level, like they're not actually touching their space yeah. between those atoms. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that that's the thing is like, it would look like the impact happened. And I think that it would be, it's not like, it's not like a force field. That's like a fraction of a millimeter above. Like, I think this is like, right right there on the edge like it's just it's solid at the atomic level yeah and it's just i i don't yeah you'd get no shattering you'd get no breakage i don't think you'd even get like cracks like i think it's just that's it well i think you're right i think the atoms are just frozen in place yeah there's that's it's yes this i i I made a joke about like flash frozen but like if you looked at hermione through like an electron microscope like absolute zero like no movement of the molecules right yet not cold Um, yeah right yep and i think that that's the reason that like she would be impervious because like there's nothing there's no motion to affect yeah, they, they, it can't give, you know, yep. because, you know, that impact requires the object being hit and requires it to, to give. And uh-huh. I don't think that could take place here. That's crazy. The petrification is weird, you guys. Well, especially like this isn't Petrificus Totalis, you know, like yeah. you see with yeah. Neville in the first movie. This is where like he falls and his body fr- still has give. Yeah. Like, he's locked together, but he he's not frozen. Yeah, this is from a creature. You know, this is from. Yep. A, not, this, this is, is different. Like a, yeah. Medusa level. Could you cast this spell? Could mm. is there a magic spell that would petrify like someone this... this to this effect, or is this just like? There is a creature in the wild that can do this, and we can't replicate it. I, think I, it's really I would think that way. Yeah. Do you think that I, people? There's someone out there trying to replicate this. Well, I think this would fall into like Fox. You can't, you know. We, yeah. We'll see Fox later on, like, you know, teleport Dumbledore in a in a ball of fire. Like, I don't think you can necessarily do that. Like, that's something that's inherently magic and it's an ability that that creature has i don't think that there's people in the magical world the way they're like you know how in in the muggle world in our society we have like we observe creatures that have interesting biological abilities and then science tries to like reproduce it (laughs) yeah yeah like bioluminescence and i don't think that there are I don't know. I could be wrong, but like, I don't get the impression that there are people in the magical world that are interested in trying to reproduce the effects of creatures. The closest I can think of is like invisibility cloaks are a thing, but the reason they're a thing is because they use the fur of an animal that can turn Mm -hmm. invisible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't, I, that's the, I think that's the only exception I have to this theory. Is that like, I don't know, maybe, maybe if you had, I don't know, I think it's, I guess this is what it is. The The magical world doesn't seem to progress. And so I think no. that if you have, if there are people that are in the world that are trying to recreate magical creatures 
abilities uh, in other settings, it's probably a muggle-born person that's doing that. Makes sense. Someone who's like, well, you know, we know that jellyfish can live an extraordinary amount of times, and by studying them, we were able to figure out that we can reverse engineer stem cells and then produce them into other, like... I don't, I don't know that there's like a wizard that thinks that way. It's just like a, it's a totally different type <laughs> of thinking. Like it's it like is. a, it's no, a, definitely. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like, like, it's like not having words for colors. Like there's like the, the there's like an African <laughs> yeah. country that doesn't have a word for the color blue because everything that is like it all falls under the umbrella of green. And so like if you show them like a piece of paper that's one color and a piece of paper that's another, they won't know that it's different co- like they don't have words to describe them as being different colors. Hmm. Like d- magical people, wizards in the wizarding world don't seem to have the the mental fortitude for like ingenuity. Because their society still exists like a medieval society. They yeah. The school is a freaking castle. <laughs> like, they haven't progressed in a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, like, they probably don't even know about DNA. Or, no, you know. no. Well, does, we've talked does, extensively. Does the castle have HVAC? <laughs> yeah. it, it, has, it. it has plumbing. That's plumbing? Yeah, that's I don't plumbing. think it is heating and cooling, but it, there oh. are bathrooms yeah. and toilets and sinks. Mm-hmm. So it has plumbing. They've got so a lot of fireplaces, know. so as far as heating goes, <laughs> it's all being done by fireplaces. Yeah. It's probably really cold at Hogwarts most of the time. I don't know. I just... I just magic is weird. We've talked a lot <laughs> about like where magic intersects with like like medicine, like, they can regrow someone's bones in the magical world, but I don't think they could cure cancer. Mm. I don't think they could fix, like, dementia. Yeah. I, I just, I think that there's a limit, and I think that I think that the separation of the magical and muggle world leads into that time and time again. Like, I think that if there wasn't the statute of secrecy you could come up with a magical cure for cancer because you have people that are working on this that know, like, this is what's happening on the DNA level. Can we stop it? Right. Yeah. Um, that's mm. bulletproof Hermione. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah. It's the best human shield. Right? They could use her to fight the basilisk. They just beat the basilisk over the head with Hermione's lifeless body. I don't think she'd appreciate that. <laughs> she wouldn't appreciate She would know. She so, has no idea. She'd find out afterwards. Like, how did, how did, did you guys what? defeat the basilisk? No, I didn't defeat the basilisk. You did. Like, what? She's like, what? She'd be so upset. She'd be so upset. <laughs> So in other words, she Guys. becomes like a substitute for the best, like the hardest st- steel weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, we need to forge things out of Hermione. The diamond Load her in a cannon and shoot her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You need a hole through the mountain? <laughs> I got oh, this. I got this. shape of Hermione, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, poor Hermione. It's like a cartoon when someone goes through a wall. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. uh-huh. like Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, guys, it's been a very long week. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we're getting silly now. How do you how do you guys feel? Do you have any last uh, any last thoughts before we wrap up on this week? Nothing pertaining to this week. I'm I'm <laughs> spent. The only last thing I have, I mean, and it's for this minute, for the very end of this minute, is uh, just uh, Harry sitting down on the bed. You oh, know, it's cute. It's, it's so familiar. Yeah. Right. I mean, are, are they're really they've really in the first movie and the first part of this movie they they become that good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really it's really nice. We've talked about it a couple times, but I, I really love how much the relationship that they have with Hermione has developed since the first one because they were so dismissive of her. And like even me, like as a kid reading the first book, Hermione is so irritating the first couple times you meet her because she's like A know it all. Well, because, yeah, yeah, because well that's the thing is like right, like Harry and Ron are such like kind of slacker kids. That, like, Hermione being the knowledgeable one comes off as, like, irritating. Until they realize that, like, oh, no, you're a benefit to our group. Well, and the the whole reason that she comes off as irritating is because she is coming from way behind, you know? Yeah, she's she's muggle-born. She has to, like, go above and beyond to prove herself. Exactly. Yeah. And then she proves herself to be better than most of the people yeah, that are that are that are wizard born, and mm-hmm. it just it, she becomes ostracized for it. So and Harry like, was just... wizard born, but, but didn't Harry... raised by muggles. Yes, 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 yeah. and but like Harry, I don't know. It's weird. We don't actually hear like what happened in Hermione's life that was like like magical trick. Like Harry accidentally di- disappeared the glass, the 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 vanishing glass at the the zoo where the the boa constrictor got out and in retrospect we hear about like him ending up on the roof of the school once or like his hair growing back overnight we don't get like any instances of that happening for hermione but when harry's told he's magic when when hagrid shows up and is like you're a wizard he just sort of like shrugs his shoulders and goes all right and then, like, rolls <laughs> with it. But yeah. Hermione Hermione finds out, and her instinct is, like, I need to know more. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, is understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I need to read a book. Exactly. Like, what? what is... I need to... Let's go to the library. Not this library. <laughs> yeah, figure this out. Right? I don't know. It must be really hard. Like, they maybe they did their shopping super early, right? Maybe... Yeah. They got their letter, and the first thing she was like, we need to figure out where we... I need to know everything I need to know. Oh, I love Hermione so much. I imagine with a family like, you know... I I imagine Dumbledore sends a more informative and helpful care package to people that, you know, they're finding out that their kid is is a witch, and A, there are witches, you know. Yeah. And so that requires a lot more explanation. So, Even though yeah, Harry I imagine... grew up in the Muggle world, like the Dursleys know about magic. Yeah, but like the the uh, the Grangers probably didn't. Right. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine the letter would have to be vastly different for someone who's like strictly Muggle born. 
Yeah. Poor Hermione. I want more of her, and we won't see her till the end. Till literally the end. <laughs> till the end. We get her in, like, the last two weeks, and that's it. And then we'll uh, we'll lay up Ron at the end in the next <laughs> one. So we'll, we'll we have a trade-off here. Right. <laughs> right? They each have a turn. Being the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The buddy. And then Harry's on his own in the fourth one. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, actually. I'm just like, th- I just, I keep doing this is like thinking about just like the structures of these. Talking about earlier in the week, we talked about like Harry going to the forest to find revelations. And like last week, I think we laid out like each movie, the circumstance that that's the case. Uh, for. Okay. But, but. In the first movie, Harry and Ron and Hermione, the three of them together, have to go under the trapdoor, through the trapdoor, to make it all the way to where the mirror is and the stone is. In this one, Hermione gets waylaid. She's petrified. So it's Harry and Ron that go into the chamber. And then Ron gets separated. And so Harry's the one that faces the thing. Same as the first one. Harry's the one who faces the final threat. He's always alone by the end. But in, in the next one, Harry doesn't have a moment alone. No. In the next one, uh, Ron gets laid up in the hospital bed, and then he and Hermione go and uh, discover the truth about Sirius Black and about, like, what's going on with Buckbeak, and they, like, save the day to get... Well, it's still Harry that casts that spell. Right. Yeah. That, like, saves everyone. Yeah. But it's them together. And then in Goblet of Fire, Harry's alone. Right, yeah. I mean that whole I mean, movie. Has, I mean, that yeah. whole movie is about Harry Potter being alone. Like he has to do all the stuff like supposed to be by himself. Uh huh. And then, and then in Order of the Phoenix, it's Harry and Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Yep. And from yeah, that point we... on, he has his like a little following. He yeah. Ha- yeah, he's learned to trust in people mm-hmm. and rely on people. It's like no, you don't have to take it all on yourself. Yeah, you don't have to face this alone. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good stuff, guys. It I love these stuff. movies. I love these movies. That's why we're doing this. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here all mm. week. I, 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 I'm so glad to have you. Uh, this has been a blast. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, one last time, would you let everyone know where they should go check you out on the internet? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me at... Uh, at Real Comic Heroes. It's my podcast um, talking about comic book movies. And then you can find Eric and I on Watchmen Minute, where we break down the director's cut of Watchmen one minute at a time, just like you folks are doing with Harry Potter. Oh, boy. It's and then I, uh, I can make my announcement. I uh, oh. <laughs> it just It just oh. happened in real life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very recently. The, uh, my next uh, movie by minute project will be Almost Famous Minute. <gasps> I love oh, that movie. You know, hey, it's a movie <laughs> I haven't seen. You haven't seen Almost Famous? <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. I think uh, you're the first person I'm to announce sure, a movie that I haven't seen, I think. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh uh, it has uh, Kate Hudson in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Because she's on the cover. Uh, yeah, it has one, uh, one actor in... in uh, in connection with Watchmen, Billy Crudup. Yeah. Oh, I like Billy Crudup. Uh-huh. Um, 
in Almost Famous. I've never seen it. I think Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Lester Banks. Ooh, I like him too. Is in Almost Famous. And the character that he plays in Almost Famous, I'm pretty sure went to like school here at Grossmont. Oh. Like the character huh. itself, yeah. like well, it's, th- th- he's... there's there's certain real people that are in the movie. Oh, I see, I see. And, and Lester many, Bangs, three or four. Probably. Lester Bangs went to Grossmont. Oh, yeah. how interesting. Yeah, yeah. His name, if you, because I I went to school there briefly. His there's a outside of the Grossmont like library that they have on campus now. They've got like a brick walkway. There's like a staircase and everything, but people's names are like like engraved in the bricks Mm -hmm. people that like were students that went to school here but have gone on to do other things right and lester bang's name is on that in those bricks that's cool like he's one of the people included and so it's it's just like it's like a a, hey there's like a little connection to san diego here i i think for once we talked about him i took a i took a a creative writing no i took a a, uh creative nonfiction class at grossmont and we talked a lot about lester bang's I, I think for once, like me and you, Gary, me and Gary can can be on be on your show, and I'll go yeah. not seeing the movie. Yeah, you'll yeah. be the one who hasn't seen something. <laughs> Which has never happened. I love Almost Famous. That is so, oh god, I love that movie. I am like so super shocked right now because it's like literally have how many like movie I know. by minutes that exist. Ninety two of them. This is the first one that is <laughs> a movie that I haven't seen. So that's awesome you should be honored <laughs> that's i don't know if i've seen all of it i don't know oh. if i've seen the ending of it no i know oh, i have not so i have good. not seen it at all i, I really like that movie nothing about that movie other than the fact that kate hudson was in it or is in it yeah i know nothing it's about music okay good it's i'm good okay stuff. with that it's good stuff all right that's exciting thank you so much <laughs> you guys for so, being sometime here. sometime in 2019 because <laughs> yeah. yeah, watchman's got a good ways to go <laughs> I know you've got yeah. a you've got a long one. I don't envy you. <laughs> yeah, we're I think we're ten minutes longer than this movie. But so. but it's not a franchise. That's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. True. One and done. True. I uh I try not to think about the fact that we still have six more <laughs> movies when we're done with this one. But they're so all much, so different. So much good stuff. They're all so up. different and there's yeah, like it, the, the, this franchise just keeps getting bigger and bigger as we get deeper into the movies and like I'm just yeah. and it's one of the things that like starting out on season one we we made the decision right away that like we're not gonna try to be like spoiler free like there's some shows that are like we're just gonna talk about this minute as if we don't know what's happening and mm, like yeah. I didn't want to do that because this franchise is so big and I know that by the time, like, if we spoil something that's going to happen in, in, in the fifth movie, it's going to be years before we get to that thing again. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't mind spoiling it. Or, like... Yeah, you can't save things and say, well, yeah, we'll talk about it I later. I can't. And, and again, yeah. like, on the other side of that, like, we have a movie like this one that's, like, very... I mean, all of them are mystery stories, but it's, like... We have this mystery of, like, who's opening the chamber and what's going on. But, like, there's not going to be a moment in this movie where we can sit down and be like, okay, now that we know who did it, let's go back and talk about all the things that happened before. (laughs) Like, it's just not, it doesn't work in this format. So you just have to talk about it now. And I don't, I just, I just, I don't know, there's so much to talk about and I can't wait. 
There's characters <laughs> that I want to talk about that we're not going to get for years, and it makes me so sad. I love... God. I love Harry mm. Potter, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I was... I'm not going to lie. Like, it's been a really long week, and so I was, like, not nervous going into this recording session today, but I was just like, oh, like... We have a lot to talk about, and I don't know if I'm feeling it. And I feel really good <laughs> after talking to you guys, and I'm just so glad awesome. you were here for this. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, everyone listening, of course, you can find us at DuelingGenre.com, along with a bunch of other shows, Lord of the Rings Minute, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, Spider-Man Minute. The, I could, the list goes on. There's a bunch. And then if you want more... Uh, if you want more of me, you can go check out DuelingGenre.com slash support, where I'm doing... Uh, Scott Pilgrim minute with uh, a bunch of other dueling genre hosts one minute at a time. Or you can come to uh, patreon.com slash HP minute where Victoria and I do the quibbler. And we are also doing a Steven universe podcast that I think is going to turn into like a real thing pretty soon. So <laughs> check that out over there and then come back next week. as We get into minute 126 with uh, the revelation that Hermione still has for us. All right. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed.